Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to another episode of Tyler Bryan Hour, episode 32. Uh, thankful, happy, joyous, smiling, just thank, thankful that I could do another episode. I am your co-host, B-Heard, a.k.a. Brian, a.k.a. Prince, a.k.a. Prince Vegeta, without the hating. Um, we're going to pass it to my co-host, Tyler. You want to say something to the people? Good evening, people. It is your co-host, Tyler the Libra, a.k.a. TTL, a.k.a. just Tyler for short. And I'm actually, I, I still got to change that because I'm going back to just Tyler. Just just for just for shits and giggles. It's a new dawn. It's a new year. So, why not? I dig it. I dig it. Um, so, just some morning church announcements. Uh, hopefully, a lot of people did like how the last episode sounded. So, I'm kind of glad about that. And I'm kind of happy about that. Um, I think for this episode, it's going to sound the same. Um, I do want to invest in the podcast and get uh, pretty much a thousand dollars set up so it's going to take a second it's going to be a while before we get that but um, i'm gonna do it i'm even thinking about working more so we will have guests back eventually but i just want to do it this way to just get the best sounding quality product that we can and uh i do apologize for that um so i do want to say sorry to all the guests that we had previously but i just want to make a better product so I would love to have, you know, Anna back on the podcast, Caleb, Saul, 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 I think that's how you spell it in the, uh, the text, <laughs> that's why I like read it like that, Maddie, everybody, everybody we had as a previous guest and every future guest that we will have, I want to have them when I get that better quality sound and that better product, so I do apologize for that, um, any other morning churchman announcements? I think that was it that I really wanted to cover. Actually, I just kind of, you know, we still got our topics for today's episode. It's still going to be a great episode for you. But uh, Tyler, you want to, how you doing, bro? Like, how you want to update the people on how you doing? Like, where your headspace at and things of that nature? Well, right now, I am just reading some different uh, dialogue and, like, blogs about um, certain people that are dealing with depression or anxiety and any type of matter i download this app that is called help anonymous um anybody that's like it's pretty much an anonymous source where you could just vent talk about your frustrations throughout you know your life or whatever the case may be to like just get it out there and just to basically have somebody to talk to or just be able to just post whatever you feel um, and it's actually pretty cool and it's actually act pretty therapeutic for, you know, you to be able to do something like that and there be an app for it. I, I'm personally haven't had anything to really share cause things have been going, you know, all right, I guess. So for me, I'm just scrolling down, reading most of what everybody has to say. Would, would you ever share on there though? Eventually? Yeah, I would ever share. I just need to. It's just one of those times where, like, I feel, if I feel down, I need to vent, and I don't have anything else to do or talk to anyone about them, I'll probably come to here. Like, once that I wish I had my meds, okay? Well, you ain't got to read that. <laughs> well, be careful reading them out loud, because that's right. obviously somebody's business. But, uh, yeah, I think that's dope. I think uh it's just to one share those, and yeah, talk to people. It's just one of those things where, like, it helps me further progress with my depression and just dealing with, you know, everyday life for me as my anxiety goes. And 
you know, it's one of those things where, like I said in an earlier podcast, this shit doesn't really go away. It's just something that you really have to deal with, you know, pretty much your whole life if it takes your whole life. Mm-hmm. And then I think, um, like with me, kind of in a way, like what Ty is saying, I think this week upcoming, I'm going to make it, I'm going to speak into existence. I'm going to make this the greatest week I had of my life. And I think a way to do that and a way it's for me to get that done is I'm going to try to cleanse. And I don't necessarily mean like a juice cleanse or anything like that. I'm going to try to cleanse of like just not hitting up people that kind of don't deserve my energy. Because I, I feel like I'm noticing that like not that, I, I mean, I don't know. I am who I am. And I'm learning, like, trying to be the best version of myself. And I'm pretty sure I'm annoying and obnoxious to some people. And I feel like some people do some annoying and obnoxious shit to me. But that that annoying and obnoxious shit is kind of, like, not triggering me, but it's getting under my skin to the point where I'm like, okay, now it's either, like, I'm probably going to fight this person. It's not that extreme, but it's like, we're going to argue. Like, it's going to be an argument. It's going to be an issue. So, so I'm just trying to fall back from the world, if you will. Like, I'm still going to be reachable. I'm still going to be a... a attainable but i'm just not gonna go i'm not gonna go out out of my way to pretty much talk to people that don't deserve my energy i think uh you know and i'm just kind of just stick to me this week and just kind of focus up re-up and just just be a better person overall and i think uh, i think it's good to take mental breaks and like to not reach out to people especially i'm not gonna reach out to females and (laughs) it's not like a slight to any female that i talk to as a friend or talking to it now is in anything it's just a normal conversation but i've noticed that uh they they've said it i don't know if it's true but <coughs> you're not your best version of you if you're chasing something else like i i truly feel like that's probably my issue and actually what's funny is i feel like relationships and situationships and things of that nature has worked better for me when i'm not chasing so uh, I'm gonna just focus on me. Focus on yourself, King. Like that's that's the advice that I'm gonna give myself, and I'm gonna try to apply. Will it work? Hopefully, you know, a week is a long, long week. Uh, I think what there's like 168 hours in a week or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but there's a lot of hours in a week that I could be using to focus it on uh, better things. And uh, that's like I said, that's not a slight to the individual. That's a slight towards me. Like I'm like trying to seek validation in people that. Just don't care about me whatsoever. I could be on fire and they wouldn't piss me, piss on me to, you know, get me out of fire. Whatever that saying is, but yeah, I'm gonna just focus on myself and uh, try to have the best week I possibly can. So I'll give you an update about that uh, next week on the podcast. Now, Tyler, I'll go first. I I want to sell people on the Tyler Brian Hour podcast because I feel like a lot of people have this misconception because I was talking to some people. And I was telling them I had a podcast, and I was telling them who my podcast guest was, and they're like, "Oh, so you guys probably talk about sports?" And I don't think it's, it is a sports podcast, especially since I put that on Spotify like a dummy. I put it was a football, basketball, boxing podcast. <laughs> my bad if you never find this, but I want to say Tyler Bryan Hour is a great podcast for you to listen to because that it's two friends who've known each other twenty plus years. I would say, argue roughly around. 21 actually to be 21 to be tech technical but i would say it's two best friends that you know have great genuine conversations funny conversations like it, it, conversations you have with a best friend right 
And it's also people who are in a craft. I feel like oftentimes people listen to podcasts because they're like this funny personality or this comedian or the successful photographer, whatever. Like they're already successful people. What about the podcast for the people that's going through it? The people that's trying to make it, the people that's trying to understand and like learn everything they can about themselves. Because it's like, it's a, I would argue, you know, you're probably going through a quarter crisis. It's not a midlife crisis, but we're, you know, I'm saying we're two young black brothers that are going through it. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? If you fuck with that vibe of two best friends that just have genuine conversations and want to put the city on and the stuff that I want to do for this podcast, I just, I want to do great things with this podcast. I think it's a great listen. Uh, Tyler, is there anything you want to add to that, to why they should listen to Tyler Brown Hour? And why you should listen to us is because we tell the truth most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, why you should listen to us is because we have a rhetoric that most people can relate to in our age. And most people, quite frankly, either you're going to give a fuck about it or you're just going to go your own way. And if you don't choose to, and if you go your own way and that shit doesn't work, then you come back to us and listen to what we have to say. So with that being said, we, we pretty much know, we would like to know and think that we talk about stuff that's going on through your daily life and our daily life to where those two can correlate and they can be common with each other. And even if that doesn't happen, then... Fuck, you just listen to us for shits and giggles, a laugh. Um, We talk about probably anything under the sun. Because we're just... Because with me and Brian, we're just people that just like... We have... We're so opinionated about certain things that we could literally talk about anything for hours. So, I mean, that's my spiel on it. And, um, yeah, I think... If you want to, if you want to hear anything about mental health, obviously come to us. If you want to hear anything about sports, come to us. If you want to hear anything about, you know, what's going on in life today and you don't have an opinion for yourself and you want to make an opinion based on what we say, then come to us. And also, I just, I feel like everybody always says it, but like, I I hope at least, at least to me, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm biased because it's obviously our podcast or whatever, but I like to feel like we come off as people that are generally best friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's always like those kind of people that like the idea of the podcast coming together and it's like complete opposite world. But like we grew up with each other. It's like, so I know Tyler as well as he knows me. Like we kind of know like how each person is and how they take and how they certain things. And I, I hope that comes off of the podcast. And the things that I just want to do for the podcast, like, I want to present this to the world. I That's why we're, like, not saying it's, like, a closet, but that's why we're in the room that we're in now, because I'm trying to enhance the audio to make it sound better, so it's a better product, so people fuck with it and listen to it, because it's like, I'm trying to take over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep a bug with you. I love everybody in Des Moines. I think Des Moines is a, is a little underground circle, if you will, of talent, and there's a lot of dope, talented people, but as far as this podcast game, it's us. Like, y'all going to go through us. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I view it. Uh, I want to make sure that I can eat off the podcast. I want to make sure Tyler can eat off the podcast. I want to make sure that if we was able to do anything like travel related, obviously with COVID involved, it's going to be difficult. But if we was able to take this shit on tour 
I would love to hire my homie, Jeremiah, a.k.a. Sippy. Like, shout out to that nigga one time. Like, I would love to put niggas on and make sure that Tyler, Tyler's kids eat and my kids eat and, like, Jeremiah's kids. Like, yeah, like, I want to hire people I fuck with. And I want to make sure that they have something as far as the podcast goes. But if they want to venture out and do other things, they have that, too. Like, that's my mindset. That's where I'm at. It's probably unhealthy. It's probably toxic. It's probably... It's probably a terrible way to think of solely thinking of a success and things like that, but that's just how my mind works. I think that's why I have the drive that I do today, because technically I have every right to not be shit right now, but I'm not, because I'm striving to be great. And like that's I don't know how Tyler views it, but that's how I view it, and that's how I want to view it to where I want to put niggas on. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to do something or outside of myself. And uh, speaking of that, we both have our each respective fields. And I just kind of went on a tangent there because y'all know how I am and I love to talk. I'm glad to shut the fuck up. Tyler, as a photographer, someone who's technically, how long would you say you've been a technical photographer for now? Like maybe two, three years that you've really been into it and like really this lifestyle? I think it's going on about three years. So what's some advice you could technically give uh inspiring photographer out there like what is something that you want to give as a gem or just just little things you want to say um do not give a fuck about what every other photographer is doing well you also have to say something that like will help them get into the field too because i think i think what you're saying is right and i I know it's your advice i'm gonna let you cook in a second it's their it's their craft it's their creativity I'm just saying you want to get your foot in the door first. I feel like yeah. it's hard to say do the fuck what you want if you're not in the building yet. Because it's like, unfortunately, the reality is you do have to kiss ass at some point in time. Like, it's, it sucks. Yeah, you have to be a groupie sometimes. Sometimes. And, uh, but, like, well, I'm saying, like, once they get in their field and they get their feet wet, like, go ahead. My bad. Then you go off and do your own thing. Um, but as far as getting to the door, buy a camera. Buy buy some buy some stock I mean, not lying. and like just get out there and work on your craft. It it doesn't even have to be it doesn't even have to be any pictures with any type of concept whatsoever. Just go out there and take them. It could be trees, it could be water, it could be anything. At least you're going out there. You're learning what looks good, um, learning what type of photographer you are and what else can you bring to the table as far as you know you working up to what you potentially want to see your product become. Um, and with that being said, though, you know, once you get to that certain spot, you got to be able to, like be heard said, you got to be able to find people that are subjective to wanting to, you know, teach you and be able to work on your on your craft with you, but also be able to work on theirs as well. Because, you know, everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own concepts everybody has their own way of looking at certain things in this life and being able to capture that into a camera and being able to look the way it does so i don't know it's it's kind of hard as far as getting started okay i'll ask you this question because this is something that i generally want to know too um like i do want to like kind of get a camera and i want to take pictures of like Pretty much, like, it's going to sound conceited, but fuck it. I pretty much want to take cameras of myself and, like, maybe, like, model-esque, like, pictures if I can. Obviously, it's going to be harder with just me or something like that. But I just want to do some artsy shit. 
What camera would you recommend someone to start out with if they want to get a solid camera? Because cameras are expensive. Like, this shit is not a, a cheap hobby or a, a cheap career. Like, that's like me just investing in the podcast is small. Like, cameras, they range in lenses and this, that, and the third. Like, what what would be a good starter camera, if you could think of off the top of your head? Get you a, get you a Canon Rebel T5. Or T6. Do you know how much that's running off the top that of That runs off the gate probably about three fifty. I think my chest. I, and I, you spend more on this. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I, I just I just want to do some photography, some fake modeling on the side. This nigga said three fifty for that. <laughs> hey, you asked, so. God damn. See, it's not cheap on field. Is there any other advice or things you want to say as far as anyone getting into photography? Or... Like, or how or also another thing too is like someone being a model because I I feel like there's a lot of beautiful people out there in the world but as the photographer is there certain things you look for in models or anything like that or how to be a model because I still don't know how to do that shit but. and yeah the thing about it is is that like if you want to be a model as far as like getting in front of the camera goes it doesn't take much mm. people think that it does but it really doesn't. If you just have the, yeah, it's about look, but it's just more just being free, you mm-hmm. know, just being casual. Mm-hmm. The best thing I could tell somebody is like, if they're, if they want to be like a model in that way, just, just act like you're in a movie, but nobody's filming. Mm. Just act like you're in your own world. I like that bar. That's you know? Cool. And that's that's why I tell all my models is just just be as free as possible. Just let me do all the work and the capturing. All you have to do is just look casual. <laughs> and like, lot. you know, some people, some people really don't grasp how that concept works, and like they still get kind of uptight. And like it's completely understandable because some people just are like nervous like that. But at the same time, that's that also has to deal with the photographer. True. You know, you got to. You pretty much have to feed off each other's energy and like whatever I'm giving them, they gotta go off that and vice versa. So yeah, I mean, just, just I be w- as cool as possible. I will say like Tyler is a great photographer in that regard. I would say like maybe there's there's been a few times where he's like, all right, you gotta be here and do this here and like, but it's nothing to the point where I, I feel uncomfortable. Like I want to say we done two shoots. Possibly two. Yeah, I think two. so. It's like two. But and I, I had fun on the two. Like he was just picking out spots and he was picking up some creative, creative spots. Like I don't know if I was the best looking model. I made the pictures that looked that much better. But some of the spots and some of the things he was able to pick for me at least. I, I think Tyler is a great photographer and I hope he sticks with it. And I hope he, I hope he gave you some sort of advice too. Now for me, I uh, for those of you who don't know, I did commentary. And for the type of commentary that I did, I did fighting game commentary. So think Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, um, Dragon Ball, all the fighting games, Tekken. I never did Tekken, but um, the main ones that I did were Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Dragon Ball. Uh, I did a tournament in California called Central California Standoff. Shouts out to them. They treated me with utmost respect and gave me a hotel. Uh, especially when I was a nobody, I ended up doing a swarm series with a pro FGC player named Honeybee. So you really went out there by yourself, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with no phone. My phone no phone. phone. <laughs> I was on Wi-Fi <laughs> only. I told a funny story real quick that I told uh, the 
because like I got to the airport. The airport said that my hotel was like 15 minutes away, so I was gonna walk. And then I ended up getting a, a, a cab because obviously I had no Wi-Fi, so I couldn't get an Uber. And when I told the cab driver that I was gonna walk, he looked, he turned, he stopped the car. We was on a freeway. Well, he didn't stop the car, but he turned, like he turned and looked at me. He's like, "You no walking." <laughs> Oh, no, no. So I guess it gets down like that, Fresno, California. Granted, it was super late when I did get there. It was like 10 or 11, and like Fresno time. So I guess it was real in the field. And uh, also, I always did the online local. So shout out to Joe Monday. Shout out. Love Joe Monday. Joe Monday was the one, first one to give me my opportunity. So I said all that to say my FTC commentary advice is to be natural. Just be relaxed. Like have a conversation with someone, whoever you're working with. It's a dynamic. It's a duo. Um, if you're the funny guy, be funny. If you're the technical guy, be technical, but you also have to make it like a smooth, effortless transition. Cause think of it like from football commentators, right? Like if you watch the games today, like a- the average length of a football play is about six seconds. So they're probably not really talking too much longer about the play that just happened. Like they'll make the play and they might do an analyst thing and they might talk about something else. But after that sec- next play, they're already back into the commentary flow. Like you want to have a flow that it just works well. And um, a, a tip of advice to avoid is like, when I did commentary, I would focus solely on the moves. It's good to know the moves, and the, but know the moves for like what they do and they frame that in their information or like don't know the moves for like the so Zangief the big Russian with the mohawk that's in Street Fighter right he has a move where he grabs you as a command grab and he does that spinning spinning pile driver that's what it's technically called but commentators call it SPD because obviously you want to flow when you're talking so he'd be like oh that was a good SPD he caught him mid-range also, another thing to look out for is a lot of these guys are professionals that they really play fighting games, so they might have tournament nerves and things of that nature, but when they're playing the tournament and they do a full-screen heavy attack, which is obviously your slowest button, your biggest button, your mo- button with the most range, they're probably not doing a full-screen heavy attack to do a full-screen heavy attack. Notice the input errors and notice, put yourself in the player's shoes and understand why they did that or why they... They did what they did. Like, obviously, input errors are a thing, so you want to acknowledge that that was an input error because nobody's that crazy enough to do anything like that. Then the last tip of advice that I could possibly give is be able to be a sponge, take out as much information as you can, but understand that you, how you play the game and how your people you're commentating play the game are two totally different ways to play the game. So you might know something's plus, so you know that you wouldn't press a button in that situation. But the opponent that are playing each other, he might not know it's plus. And on top of that situation, and what I mean by plus is I mean, like, fighting game moves have, like, block stun and hit stun. So if it's block stun and it's plus two, that means whoever did the, the move that they had to block, they get to go again because, obviously, it's their turn. And it's pretty much the turn. So that's pretty much how fighting games are is their turns, right? So... You might not press a button after someone does, like, a plus two move, but your opponent might press something. He might not give a fuck. So you have to take yourself outside yourself as a commentator and understand that and just just talk about it. And you also have to... Sorry, another tangent. You also have to understand... Like, you also have to tell a story, right? Like, you, you have to balance it out to where... Like, it's almost like... You don't want to say what happens, but you want to say, like, why it happened or explain where it happened or, like, things of that nature. You don't want to explain, like, what happened, bar for bar, flow for flow, shout out to Soldier Like, 
you want to because anyone can do that like (laughs) anyone can do that like everybody sees what happened on the screen but you have to be able to communicate to people who have never played the game whatsoever but you also have to make it in it like you have to communicate to the people who are diehard fans and know everything about it and it's like that uh, that's that perfect blend like you want to make it comfortable enough to where i don't know what the fuck's going on but the way that this guy's describing it i should know what's going on and it actually makes sense then you also have to describe it to where a die-hard, sweaty, try-hard FGC player knows exactly what you're talking about. It's just, you gotta find that balance. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, um, like I said, I ain't shit as far as the FGC commentator goes, but uh, I know enough, right? And You damn sure know enough. Yeah, I mean, even, like, see, see, even then, like, I don't know if I convinced anybody, but <laughs> if I convinced somebody, I sounded believable, then, you know, I did my job as a commentator. Um... A fun topic for the podcast, hopefully that doesn't pick up, uh, is something that I kind of just drove out of left field. Because, like, at first, I was thinking of this topic, Tyler. Yeah. And I wanted to do, like, who would be who in D-Generation X. But then I decided that that could be kind of convoluted and, like, hard. And the reason why I picked this topic is, like, you know, Attitude Era. Everybody loved the Attitude Era as far as wrestling. I was actually thinking about this, like, last week now, like, being with Brent and all that. And then, <laughs> uh, so, like, everybody loves the Attitude Era. And I was just thinking of, like, Attitude Era wrestlers, right? And I was like, who would I be? Who would I implement my game after and things of that nature? And not necessarily as far as the wrestling rink. I'm just talking about me as an individual, as a person. And personally, right now, I would say I'm probably Shawn Michaels. And the reason why I say Shawn Michaels is I had my run while I was a little high. Like, I was, I was kind of hot stuff. I was building up. Then nigga got the back surgery. This is definitely the back surgery where niggas forget me. And now I'm coming out that back surgery. We're like, we don't know what kind of Shawn we're going to get. Like, this is going to be the heartbreak kid. It's just going to be the Rockers with Marty Janetti. Like, what, what you finna do? Like, that's, that's how I honestly feel. And maybe it might be conceded to me thinking I'm Shawn Michaels and the Heartbreak Kid, but uh, I like the swagger. I like the persona that he carries himself with. And he's that boy. And technically speaking, if he didn't get that back surgery, he should have had mad championships, to be honest, like world heavyweight championships. Like You know what's crazy? That that one time, that one year in, like, 2002 when he won, like, his only world heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, so the plan was for him to hold the belt. A little bit like, a little bit like more, and um, because he only hold that held that belt for like a month when he beat Triple H in that elimination chamber, um, so but at the same time being a champion, being the top guy, you have to make more house house appearances, and you have to do more stuff. With that being said, um. Sean voiced out that he didn't want that responsibility. He was only trying to focus on his family and everything else that was going on with his life. And he mm-hmm. just wanted to be a just a wrestler, you know, again. So I think that's one of the reasons why he didn't get more belt championships. And I can, I kind of understand that. Like, I kinda, that's admirable for me. It is, but also at the same time, it's because he was wild. Because honestly, like, that nigga was wild. Because honestly, he could have went to Vince and could have asked for a championship, put the belt on him at any time after that. Actually, he's won it a few times. Because wasn't Montreal school job? Yeah, Montreal school job. Screw job. All right. But Are we so- I'm talking about after the back surgery. When did he have the back surgery? Because I guess, did he come back and went to DX? He had the back surgery after WrestleMania 14, which was in 1998. He came back in 2002. 
Mm. I guess he wasn't really out that long. He didn't really miss too much. That's five years. <laughs> uh, well, it is, but like he wasn't out that long to where he missed a lot. Like he, I felt like he kind of just fed right in back into the normal thing. Because I think he, he started having that feud with Triple H, and that feud with Triple H was pretty good. That feud with Triple H lasted damn near two and a half years. Them niggas was on site every single time. But yeah, I would say if I had to compare myself to anyone in the 90s, it's Shawn Michaels. Who would you compare yourself to as far as persona? And like, I don't... The beauty of... The funny thing about Tyler, too, and I know I'm talking for Tyler, but like, just thinking out loud, is like, this nigga had multiple personas. So he, like, Bandana Tyler could be a completely different wrestler than the Tyler we got now. So, long, long hair headband Tyler was elite, by the way. <laughs> That's a Tyler that nobody will ever see again, probably. <laughs> I just don't have the patience for that. I'm not wild anymore like that anymore. But <laughs> That's funny. But, um, yo, you should already know what mine is. Ooh. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> Kevin Nash, boy. So they ain't gonna have no quads. That's crazy. <laughs> and, like, with him, I don't know, as far as that persona goes, because he started off as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard, remember? Like, back in the 90s. And then, like... Is that he, how he debuted? Yeah, that's how he debuted. Mm-hmm. He started off as uh, Shawn Michaels' bodyguard from, like, 93. I want to say 94 to, like, 5. It was only, like, for, like, a year or so. And then Shawn Michaels started, like, kind of, like, expanding more. And then Diesel was like, okay, you know what? Let me just do my own thing. And so, you know, then... What people don't realize is that Diesel was that boy. That man, that man, he has, he still to this day has the, is the one of the longest reigning WWF champions that there was. Really? He I held even, it for a year, like a full year. To be honest with you, my nigga, I don't even remember Kevin Nash happened to build. Like, it was I, in the 90s, though. Mm, like, I just, I can't. I always saw him as like that tag team powerhouse because, like, especially him with Scott Hall. And, nah, that man held his own in the singles. I, I don't I don't remember that at all. I'm gonna have to go watch that. And, WrestleMania uh, uh, WrestleMania 11. Who did he wrestle? He wrestled Shawn Michaels for the championship. I Diesel was the champion. I don't remember that at all. That's kind of so crazy. You exposing that? Getting <laughs> exposed? Because all, all I know, I, I never checked for Kevin Nash. Like I don't know. Like I don't hate Kevin Nash, but like actually, like what him and. Him and Scott Hall did. Like, Scott Hall is a real one. I don't know, because shout out to Vice. Fucking love you, Vice. Y'all need to quit playing. And, and I know it's, like, January and y'all still filming. But, like, I, y'all need to release, like, season three of Dark Side of the Ring. Because I, I need that. Like, I need that. That shit's fire. But Scott Hall was just kind of like, they were like, yo, bro, you want the belt, bro? Like, you, know, you want the WWE Championship? He's like, nah, bro. He's like, I'm just with whatever. Whatever it helps the company and helps everybody get money. And I'm like, that's a real nigga right there. Me, I'm selfish. I, I want the belt for a little bit. Like, I want the bling. Like, I want to be a champion in some sort of capacity. But Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. That, uh, it's funny, too, how, like, Vince McMahon owned them names. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, y'all niggas can go to WCW. But you ain't finna be Diesel. You ain't finna be Razor Ramon. <laughs> you ain't- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get my be- names back. <laughs> And you, on the, you on the street as Kevin Nash and Scott Hall now. What's, <laughs> what's crazy, too, is this nigga Vince really trying to play, like, add a diesel, make King Diesel. <laughs> like, yeah, he even had a gonna, fake diesel. Like, niggas weren't going to notice. Like, nigga, you know we can see you in 4K. <laughs> Wasn't there, like, another fake Razor Ramon, too, or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He really made great value versions. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember who uh, Razor Ramon was. I don't know who that was, but I know Diesel was, uh, like... Kane. Kane. 
That was crazy. That was before Kane was Kane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I've always liked Kevin Nash, and I've always been more from that era of the Attitude Era. I've always been more of I've watched more WCW. I watched Monday Night Nitro. Oh, you was a Nitro. I was a Nitro guy wow. in that era. Not like before the Attitude Era. I watched WWF, but then when it started going to the Attitude Era, then I was like, okay, let me switch over to WCW and talk about that man WCW. That Bill Goldberg. Trash. Don't do that. Trash. <laughs> Please don't do that. Goldberg cannot wrestle. That man can wrestle more than most, mm. and he could dominate any type. Of, he could dominate for you say it's trash, but. What Stop. that man could do within 10 minutes Stop. of a match. He only wrestled 10 minutes. He <laughs> got in his ass. If he don't wrestle 10 minutes, it was all this fuse with Triple H for the world title where it was like 30-minute matches. They definitely were 30-minute matches. They definitely were 30-minute matches. Are you matches. sure about that? Let's see. You got Survivor Series 2003. Tyler. You got that. Outside of, outside of Outside of Jackknife. Jack not powerbomb. Powerbomb. If you just have those three arsenals, then what? Then why would you? There's no. So so, my nigga. Not 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 as far as as. Because if we because if we're going that road, Batista only had like three moves. Batista could wrestle better than fucking. No, he can. Bill Goldberg. Yes, he can. He can wrestle. He's put on better. Goldberg cannot wrestle, my nigga. You forgetting that Goldberg was in the NFL. Fuck, he can tackle. <laughs> like, so therefore, he has he's more athletic than Batista. I'll give him that. Batista's fought in the MMA. I don't give a fuck about that. He's he's more athletic. No, he's not. I bro, bro. You he's not. So wait, wait. Goldberg has more mobility because he's quicker than Batista. If we're comparing the two, he's quicker than Batista. Bro, you have the WWE app. We could go watch wrestling right now. We can. <laughs> this podcast will be over. <laughs> bro, I'm dead ass. We're gonna do that. All right, like. So as far as like wrestlers, you like obviously you like Goldberg. DD, don't don't hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me he's in your top five wrestler, wrestling ass niggas. Like he can, like he's <laughs> wrestling Goldberg. Goldberg is in my top five. Of no, I know you like him. I'm saying wrestling, wrestling ass niggas. Like uh, go, you're saying Goldberg could wrestle a broomstick and make it a five star match. Like he could look cold with it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop lying! This nigga cannot wrestle. Have you not seen his matches recently? He cannot wrestle. He's the same regular, regular, schmegular ass nigga he was back then. He's also older now. He's like fifty something. That nigga's been trash though. All right. All right, this nigga is trash. Wait, I'm putting Kurt Angle in my. Actually, Kurt Angle's gotta be in my top four. He's he's above Bill Goldberg. If Goldberg is five, Kurt Angle's definitely four. Um, three would have to be. Hold on, but Kurt like Perk Angle is different. So stop calling him Perk Angle. He was hurting. <laughs> he was literally hurting. He was depressed. He was all that shit, and he wanted out. Nigga, it ain't my fault. He popped so many perks a goddamn day, bro. He was doing flips off cages. He told Booker T he won't have bestiality sex with his wife. If that ain't Perk Angle, I don't. You can't say that's Kurt. That's not Kurt right there. That's that's pure Perk Angle. So, who says that? <laughs> That man was taking like twenty sleeping pills a night. <laughs> that man was off the shits, <laughs> and like when you get your neck infused the way he fucking did, like that. Mm. I'm, I'm happy he's healthy. Don't get me wrong. I am a Kurt Angle fan. I'm happy he's healthy, but Kurt Angle was a different beast. That nigga was wild. So hold on. Okay, so if DDP is my third, by the way, third favorite wrestler. I need to go back and I need to do my googles on DDP. 
DDP I, yoga. Have you ever tried that? Mm-mm. He has his own yoga program. He actually saved Jake uh, the Snake Roberts, he who's did. actually supposed to be on Dark Side of the Ring season three as an episode. Mm-hmm. So he also like, saved Scott Hall and Mick Foley. But Scott Hall, I guess Scott Hall is also supposed to be on another season too. Like he's been going through it too. But Mick Foley, yeah, I heard he's having good pain because wrestlers get fucked up. I wouldn't even know who my second would be. So who's your first? And I meant like wrestling, wrestling ass niggas, like niggas that could actually wrestle and put on a five star match. Like AJ Styles could wrestle his ass off. AJ spot AJ Styles been everywhere before WWE though. True, but he could wrestle his ass off. He's he's a cold ass wrestler. Like I, Daniel Bryan was a really good wrestler too. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and also I can't pull Goldberg. Goldberg wasn't even the best in that era. Like niggas. Stone Cold was a thing. Rock was a thing. Triple H was a thing. Fucking Sean was a thing. I'm probably putting, Undertaker was a thing. I don't like the Undertaker. I'm probably putting. I'm just Triple, talking. I'm probably putting Triple H in my second. I'm, I'm just talking solely wrestling. I'm not even talking if you like the carrots or not. Like Goldberg had a good carrots. Like Goldberg's intro was fire. Like where that niggas would <laughs> that nigga come out with skating. That shit was lit. I, I give Goldberg that, but that's as far as I like Goldberg. I tell that to that nigga face. I probably get speared. That fuck. man takes a, takes three minutes to walk to the ring. <laughs> that shit was so long, bro. I remember like I didn't. I didn't know how. And shit like that. I'm like, man, I did shit, not know shit. how long a backstage walk to the ring from your locker room could be until I saw Goldberg. Bro, bro. like Goldberg's. <laughs> Intro was long as fuck. Fucking Undertaker's intro was long as fuck. Like, them niggas definitely got skipped in, like, the wrestling game. Right. Uh, probably number one would probably be the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, and Brett's a wrestling-ass wrestling nigga. He comes from a wrestling family. Exactly. So how you gonna put Goldberg on the list? Goldberg getting the slam. Why? Well... I put him as number one. But that's why Goldberg's like, like five. I don't think it, they should be that cold. Like, they still kind of <laughs> touching a little bit in the top five. I, if you if just talk, I guess you're talking favorite wrestlers, though. Your favorite wrestlers, right? That's, exactly. Okay. All right, I'm not mad at that. But if you if some niggas, I wish a nigga would. Goldberg, one of the top five wrestlers of all. Come on, bro, get out. Get out. <laughs> I'll open the door for you, nigga. Get out. He's in top ten. Bro, we gonna watch. I, I, I promise you, <laughs> this nigga gonna make me stay a little bit longer. We gonna watch a Goldberg match, and all you gonna see this nigga do is spear a nigga, tackle a nigga, and jack. Well, you don't remember Elimination Chamber in SummerSlam 2003? Like it was the first, second Elimination Chamber that they had. Okay, bro, when this man came out the gate, and what this man spear niggas? Thank you. That's what I'm saying. That's all that nigga do is just tackle this. This man literally spear Chris Jericho through the glass. <laughs> That's all he do. <laughs> All this nigga do is spear, jackhammer, and powerball niggas. <laughs> if those moves work, then you don't break, then you don't fix what's not broken. But he's me. not wrestling, though. That's my point. He's in a wrestling ring. He is a certified wrestler. He's <sighs> a he's professional wrestling. certified wrestler. So, therefore, he is wrestling. You have to wrestle. If but you want to be champion, you got to be able to wrestle. They just put the championship belt on no, this nigga because he was big. No, they did not. That's the only reason they put the on this nigga was he was big and niggas would be like Goldberg. <laughs> nigga was just spear niggas. That's if it. If that was the case, Big Show can't really wrestle, and they yes. put the championship on him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. He can't. Who the fuck is out here saying Big Show can wrestle? 
Niggas are not saying Big Show's like, yo, Big Show, uh, when that nigga did the chip. But he's thing. not as big. But obviously, Goldberg and him are not the same size. Of course not. But just Goldberg just can't move. He got too much feet. Stop it. He's not a good wrestler. That's what I'm saying. Like, Shawn Michaels is a good wrestler. Brett the Hitman Hart is a good wrestler. Owen Hart is a wrestler. Those are Matt technicians. But they're wrestling. They're able to do things different. Goldberg was a powerhouse. And he was an ass powerhouse. Oh, my God. Undertaker is a powerhouse, but he could do moves. It's like Goldberg would literally fall off if this nigga tried to <laughs> climb the turn record. Like Goldberg can't do nothing outside of just slamming niggas. That's what I'm saying. Is like even all the niggas you name could slam niggas and do shit. Yo, Yoko, Zuno, 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 what the fuck? The 400, 500 pound bigger ass nigga that beat Hollywood Hogan. Like that nigga was jumping off a rope doing some cool shit and different shit. He was a better wrestler than Goldberg. Goldberg gonna get the slander. I, I, it is what it is. Like that nigga's ass. I'm sorry if you're a Goldberg fan. I'm not sorry, but he, he's just ass as a wrestler. Got a cool thing, cool gimmick, but he's yeah, just right. Ass. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so DDP. I, I personally like DDP. I, I, I wish that he would have held the WCW championship a little bit longer, but it was, it was in the time where you know Kevin Nash. There was literally. I'll say it like this. There was literally two incarnations of NWO. There was NWO where literally there was like 550,000 <laughs> members Man, in NWO. As soon as you come to WCW, you get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it wasn't even WC. The fact that these niggas had their own pay-per-view, it was NWO pay-per-view. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, this is getting out of hand. And, like, and they would all be NWO members like no <laughs> <laughs> Bro, literally, literally like NWO, all the matches would be NWO members. NWO will literally pull the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> all right, that's the Latin division right there. That's <laughs> the junior that division. LWO. <laughs> they had a Wolfpack. That's that's Kevin Nash's version of the Wolfpack. And I didn't like the Wolfpack that much. Really? Because they just had a bunch of old niggas. Like, like, wow. like Lex Luger was up in there. Kurt Henning was up in there for a while. Then you had a uh, fucking Macho Man Randy Savage up in there for a while. Sting, it's almost like Sting and DDP were the only niggas that weren't in NWO, either one. Well, I think Sting joined NWO Wolfpack for a while, but yeah, other than those two, like, you couldn't really come to WCW without being like, hey, you know, you want to take this shirt, you're going to take this bump from Hollywood Hulk Hogan, that's the champion, <laughs> you're going to put this NWO shirt on, we're going to spray paint shit NWO, we're going to bring Dennis Rodman up in here, <laughs> we going to be that show. part of the championship, too. Like, oh, <laughs> my favorite meme is, like, when they have Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed because obviously he says some racist, he says some terrible things about black people, that's not funny, but when it's like he's about to write the N word, it's the N and then the W, yeah. but it looked like I, The W yeah. wasn't all the way out, it was just, a, it was just an I. <laughs> yep. Oh my god! I yeah, I was more of a WWF guy, but I wanted to because like remember when they came to WWE when oh, it was yeah. just it was just the three of them then like then it was Nash Hall and then Hollywood and then they started recruiting more Nash from there like they was literally like a cartel or something they was like hey we coming up here we gonna get HBK we gonna get Booker T. We gonna- I don't know if it was uh I can't remember her name I know she was blonde. I- I don't know. I don't want to say Stacy because that might be an actor. Tori Wilson? No, it was like, who was the one that was like a WWE, WWF at the time champion, had the belt and was like, yeah, this shit trash. <laughs> On WCW, niggas were like, hey, nigga, what? What happened? Right. 
And then on top of that, see, WCW versus WWF was the greatest thing to happen, but it also kind of fucked each other up, too, because, like, they did a taping of WWF, and then Shane O'Mac was on WCW, like, that same Monday. Like, niggas was just, like, flipping channels, like, hey, I was just like, it's been in two places at once. And that was obviously before you knew things about WWF and stuff like that, but... That shit was crazy. Like, Dark Side of the Ring makes me want more documentaries and more stories about just wrestling and, like, actually the wild shit and, like, the shit that went behind the scenes because I just want to know. Like, I love that shit. That shit, I eat that shit up. I almost want to watch that shit more than I want to watch, like, regular wrestling now. Like, I would love it. I'm definitely watching a little older shit than I am watching current wrestling. It's okay. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know. I feel like WWE right now, uh, just go on a quick tangent, has too many stars and too much talent to, to be as mediocre as it is. Right. Like, I just don't care about some of the stars and talent that they have, and I like a lot of the stars and the talent that they have. That's just don't care. Um, and about the feuds and things of that nature. Uh, but a smooth transition to sports. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. How do you feel about it? I feel like that's honestly, it's honestly just a repeat of what we saw a couple of years ago when it was New England versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Remember that? I mean, it's it's. it's I mean, granted, different. it's a different team. I mean, coming from Brady, obviously, it's a different team, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the same. That's the first thing that automatically went into my mind when I heard the matchup, I was like, oh, this is pretty much just a rematch. Because mm. off- you think about it, the offense is still the same for the Chiefs. They just, they continue to get better. <laughs> like, yeah. for whatever reason, they, they just get better. Well, I think their running game is really solid, and I think one of their players opted out. I think, yeah, their main running back of last year, Damian Williams, opted out of this season because of COVID. And sure enough, they drafted that rookie replacement of the LSU running back that was really good last year for them in the college football playoffs. And now he's going to a Super Bowl, and they got a good wide receiver core. And they, you know, Mahomes was kind of questionable all week, but they they look good. They look dominant. They kind of shitted on the Bills. Where we got Hawkeye's own playing in the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay offensive line. Oh right, 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 right. I was gonna say, ooh, I, I think we might even have a Chief. I think I think there's a Kansas City Chief Iowa guy too. I'm not too sure off the top of my head. Is he a defense? He might be like a lineman or somewhere. Huh. I'd have to think about it though. Uh, I think he's been in the league for a little bit though. Um, yeah, I think Tampa Bay started off looking amazing, and I think they looked like world beaters that first half. But that second half, they looked a little shaky. Um, there was definitely some controversy calls too. Like they were kind of letting them play, but then there was also like how they kind of ruled it too. Yeah, and, and, and it's just unfortunate because it's like it was a good game. They were kind of letting them play. Green Bay got hold on some calls. I'm sure Tampa Bay maybe got hold on a call too. But there's never been a game in the history of Nigga that where, the, you know what I mean, like where the officiated crew did a great job. Like there's never been that game. There's never, yeah. there never will be that game. So it's always kind of fickle. and Everybody's going to have a complaint about something, mm-hmm. especially if it's your team's mm-hmm. playing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, where do you, like, how do you, like, referee that? Mm-hmm. Like, you got all these combustible elements. Everything could go on in the game. So... And not to mention that Buffalo and Kansas City game, they were getting chippy. Them niggas were throwing <laughs> And, like, niggas were being petty. But, I mean, it's just a competition of sport. Um, I 
I kind of personally wanted, you know, like if Kansas City were to go to for them to fight Green Bay because you know it's a Midwest thing, and then I think I would want it. Tampa Bay to kind of go against Buffalo because Tom Brady's always played against Buffalo twice a year, and then sure enough, he plays them this year for the Super Bowl. That'd be kind of a unique storyline. But, you know, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes is also a unique storyline in itself, too. Because this nigga, Tom, was literally in the NFC one year, and he's already going to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. He already has the same amount as NFC championships as Drew, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. That's nuts. One year. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> and he's doing that at 43? Mm-hmm. About to be 40, 44 in August. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, he, I think he's the GOAT. I don't think there's really a debate. No, he's obviously... in my mind that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is the GOAT. Wow. <laughs> so this whole shit. You know, he... Um, he He's definitely deteriorating. Like, he... He looked great. In that first half, from what I saw, I, I granted I was working, so I couldn't watch the full game, but I... I would say I saw a vast majority of plays because we were pretty slow at work. But he looked great. I think the arm looked great. He had two dimes, too. Like, he had, he had a few dimes than Mike Evans, and then Mike Evans just left his hands in the first half. Like, <laughs> that was about I don't know he's like, where my hands go? Like, luckily, it's going to be in Tampa Bay. And, like, the second half, he just kind of put it on and just turned up, and uh, they, they looked great. So, I, I don't know what Tampa Bay team you're going to get. I think you're going to get a physical defense. But... Mahomes offense, like that's that's a scary offense. That's a hard offense to beat, especially if they drop at thirty eight. Like they, and then they played each other this year and Kansas City won twenty seven to twenty four in Tampa Bay. So it's fitting. Also, Tampa Bay being the first team ever to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Like there's gonna be I think twenty two thousand fans allowed, then you're probably gonna hear all the fucking Tampa Bay fans in there. So, and it's also a pandemic, so you don't know how many Kansas City Chiefs fans are going to live in there. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Super Bowl plays out. And uh, so, who you got winning, you know? Definitely Tampa Bay. I got to go with, I got to go with my fellow NFC. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, mm, I don't know. I got in my head today. Definitely fuck the Chiefs. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> feels that way. I don't know. I, I feel like. They're not as bad as the Patriots. Like the Patriots, State Chiefs. <laughs> Patriots, nah, the Patriots was fucking Golden State. Them niggas, boy, that shit was annoying. I'm not going to lie. Love you, Brent, but fuck, fuck the Pats. Either way, we've seen a certain former Pat going to the Super Bowl once again. It don't even bother me this time around. Like, him and Gronk going as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't bother me as much as they did when they was Patriots. I really hated the Patriots. I still fuck the Patriots. Tom Brady can be the GOAT, but fuck the Patriots. But... I I think I think today I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I don't know, but it really just depends. Like if Tampa Bay were to clean up that second half that they had, they could beat the Chiefs. But if they played the way that they did today in that second half versus the Chiefs, they're gonna lose. Like it's gonna be a washing. But you think they're gonna get washed if they play the way they did in the second half? Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Tom Brady had three picks. They had a fumble. Like they just looked sloppy that second half. They just fell apart. And not to mention, like, what was the score? 31 to 20, uh, 31 to 26. So they had 21 points. They only scored 10 points in that second quarter. That's not enough to beat the second half. Excuse me. That's not enough to beat the Chiefs. It's not That's enough. Not, not a lot right there. But, yeah, right now I have the Chiefs going back-to-back. First time since Brady, too, which would be kind of fitting. Because I think that was, like, 03-04, some shit like that. Yeah, it was, like, 03-04. I just can't believe the Super Bowl is already, like, 
Here? Two weeks away. Time be moving, bro. Time be moving. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do this next season, though. Like, I, I think the NFL does have to do a better job of COVID. Yeah. Like, they they did solid, but there was definitely a few weeks and like like few like mm, I don't know. Like they, it's also gonna be hard because there's just so many people, especially with the league, and they're not doing a draft combine, so I don't know how this next year is gonna look. But hopefully, they clean it up, make it look better. I think the bubble is the best example of sports working with COVID. I think anyone that does the bubble like scenario, I think it'll work the best. But see, so we we gonna see. We oh, and see. also, also, be on the lookout for um, the twenty-seven time uh, World Series champions, New York Yankees, this year. Spring training starts within the next month, so be on the lookout for that. Anywho, go Rockies. Uh, Damn, we got to, speaking of L's and just, just losers. Damn, man, Connor, Connor got, Connor McGregor got folded. And, you know, I watched the full Did fight. Did he, though? I watched the full fight. I, I will say I watched the full fight. And for those of you who don't know, I am a big MMA fan. I'm starting to slowly become a boxing fan, more of a boxing fan. But I watched the full fight. Connor, the first round, I think he won the first round. He looked amazing. He was piecing up Dustin Poirier. He was picking his shots, and he was able to scramble, gotten a like tie up, <clears throat> tie up or like clinch, I guess if you will. Was able to shoulder check him a few times. I think Dustin did the same thing to him. I think he ended up stopping on his foot too. So he looked good. Escaped the takedown after getting taken down, or escaped, got up from the takedown. Excuse me. Um, kind of looked good. He looked great, but he kept taking leg kicks, and he wasn't checking the leg kicks at all. And they're both southpaws, so. Connor ended up switching to a traditional stance in the second round, and after he switched to that traditional stance, he just got pieced the fuck up. Oh my god! Yeah, Dustin Poirier was just connecting <laughs> with combinations, and then he hit him up with an uppercut like a boom. It, it was such a flush uppercut; he didn't even finish the full like swing of motion. It was just like a pow, like pow, right in the kisser, just right in the jaw. And I just shot Connor, stunned him, and then he just got pretty much dropped. And he took another shot, and I think he took a few shots. Shouts out to Herb Dean; he got in there pretty quick and broke it up. And, yeah, Connor just kind of had a fall from grace. Um, the memes were hilarious. Like, my nigga, for the first time ever, my dad showed me a meme. And he showed me the meme where it's like when you're chilling with your homeboy and both of y'all slump. And it had Nate yeah, Robbins and the Connor. The it literally had both these niggas on the couch. <laughs> like, it was like, sleeping. <laughs> it was literally. <laughs> it wasn't no regular couch, dude. It was like a couch like mine. It was literally a sectional. Both of them, and then they have, then they have Bernie on one of the <laughs> I didn't even see that one, but like my dad showed me the meme, and I'm like, this nigga don't even look at memes like that. So the fact that he showed me this is just funny, and me and him were able to watch the fight. It's just like when your dad gonna get pieced up, he gonna fuck you up. You better quit talking about that, man. <laughs> Since we talking about all this, he gonna fuck you up. Lay yeah. him on. You gonna be on a podcast talking about what's up, talking, can't talk. Put this man on futon on a second. He's bigger than you. No, he's he's not. He's 225. That's not big. 230. Let's go. He's muscle, though. Yeah. That nigga can like, bitch like, you like 10 times. Yeah, alright. He on Jazzy Jeff your shit. You're only one inch taller. I hope you realize that. That's more inch. That's, that's more uh, length. So. This nigga really trying to get fucked up by my dad. Shut up, man. Stop doing that, too. Fuck wrong with you. 
He's just one of those dudes. He's just one of those. If you ever seen Brian's dad, he's just one of those dudes where you just got just fuck up one time. <laughs> this nigga is so. Like, like, he just has that face to him. I almost like be heard. No, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump you too. But, yeah, he's just he's just one of those dads you you just gotta try. You know, no, he's not. He's, not. he's exactly. <laughs> Tyler is leaving. I'm trying to Kevin Nash this nigga. <laughs> Power bomb him. They're going to tear both quads on Kevin Nash too. Right. Like, Tyler is leading y'all down a path. Like, my dad got to go. He went to shit. He's been itching to use this gun. This nigga always tell me too. Like, Tyler is leading y'all down a bad path. Don't listen to this nigga. And, yeah, Connor just got a piece to fuck up. And the memes are wild too. It's because, like, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the fight last night, but I was able to watch the fight today. And, like, I was scrolling on Twitter, and I was like, the first round, everybody was like, yo, Connor won, Connor won, Connor won. He looks good, he looks good, da 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 And then, like, somebody kept saying about leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks, and then, like, I didn't know if that was Connor throwing the leg kicks, initiating it, or Dustin Poirier. And then, sure enough, like, I just scroll up two minutes later, and like, oh, Connor got knocked And then I saw the one where he's just, like, has his head by his head, and he's just, like, sleep. And I was just like, damn. That's sure enough, Jake Paul had to say something. He's like, you got $10,000 to get knocked smooth fuck out when you could have made $50 million. That's crazy as hell. Why would you say such a thing? But Connor has four fights left on his UFC contract, and he said he want to fight seven times. So I know for a fact that man was Nate Diaz. So obviously he, oh shit, I don't know if Nate won him now. He can't. Who can he fight? If you got knocked out by Dustin Poirier, you're not gonna fight Max Holloway. You're gonna get pieced up. You're not gonna fight uh, the current champ in that division. I don't know who his name is off the top of my head. I do apologize for that, but I know he's fighting Sterling. Uh, so you're not gonna fight either of those two. You're not gonna fight. Diaz, because he gonna fuck you Damn up. Damn sure not gonna try Diaz. <laughs> Damn sure ain't gonna try Khabib, because Khabib <laughs> pieced you up last This time. nigga wanted Khabib first, boy. <laughs> so his best bet is to fight somebody in boxing, and that's probably gonna be Jake Paul. As far as, like, money and interest, so shit. You gotta rebuild. Man, when you down bad like that, you just, the, the only thing you could do is just rebuild, man. And then, like... Get your sanity back. And then, watching the fight, too, like, it, I've watched... Pretty much all of Conor McGregor's fights, I want to say, as far as UFC goes, he didn't look as loose as he normally does. He looked kind of stiff. He looked kind of uptight. But then he was starting to relax in that, after that first round. That first round was a great, I think, a testament of like him getting back to it. And that's just second round. Like he just took one leg. That nigga literally took another leg kick. He probably took like, I think they said eleven statistically in the first round, and then he took another one. This nigga switched his stance. I ain't never seen a nigga switch his stance so quick. Like, he just did the smooth, like, all right, I'm with one, two. And then, <laughs> started getting cracked. Right. I was just like, damn. So, that's, like, my fight breakdown. Um, the I think the guy's name is uh, Coldman. Uh, the undercard, or the co-main event. That nigga cold. That nigga problem. Because, like I said, I kept building them up, kept building up. And he was fighting uh, Hooker. Who's like the sixth ranked fighter in the world? This nigga, this nigga, the uh, I think Coleman, I think is that's his name. I apologize if it's not, but he kept hitting him with a straight to the stomach, and then he hit him with a flush a hook right after, and that shit was a beautiful combination. It was just poop poop, and that nigga was slumped after that. Like so, it was a good UFC card. I enjoyed what I watched. Um, I can't wait for March six. March six is gonna be the best UFC card. There's four title fights, and Izzy Azalea. All right, Izzy Azalea. <laughs> Adesanya, Adesanya, Izzy Adesanya is fighting on that card, so I can't wait for that one. 
that should be a fun, fun time. Um, Tyler, is there anything else you want to add to the podcast? Anything else you want to say before we close this thing out? Uh, yeah, work on your mental health again. Please, please and thank you. It's something that you'll need for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's something that you'll need to grow, something that you'll need to prosper, and something that you'll need as far as dealing with you know people that you want in your life or people that you want to you know, get rid of in your life, <laughs> one of the two, but, um, yeah, definitely work on that every single day, um, and it's definitely the little things that you have to pay attention to with that, you know, just find whatever, whatever fucked up situation that you got on your mind right now, there's always some sort of silver lining has to what it could be and what you can do to make it better. And that's all I really have. So, you know, be on the look. Oh, and I also got a little something coming in uh, late March. Maybe a possible photo walk. Be getting back into it. Um, So be on the lookout for that. Details are very scarce right now. Me and Hannah, shout out to Hannah Ryan. Uh, We're trying to work things out as far as like that whole process goes. So... Yeah, more details will be coming within, like, the next couple months right now. Why we say at the end of March is pretty much just just get every little kink, like, out of the way. Get everything together. Know what photographers we want on this. Know what models we want on this. um, Plan for location a little bit better. Obviously, weather is something that's always, like, a variable. So, yeah, we're just trying to get things running smoothly so we can have that photo walk run smoothly. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. What about you? Um, shoot, you know what I'm saying? Support the podcast, man. Uh, it's free. It's free to support. You know, retweets, the likes, all that stuff, the people who post on the stories, all that shit adds up. That shit uh, matters. Uh, shout out to Caleb. He did it one time. Shout out to Anna. Shout out to uh, Brian. And shout out to Emily. Shout out to everybody that's just uh, supporting the podcast and retweeting it. Steven. Steven, come on. Shout out. I didn't forget you, bro. Shout out, Steven, man. I haven't seen you in a minute, man. We need to link up. Yeah, that's this homie. He helped me with my PC build. So, uh, shout out to everybody that's pretty much just supporting the podcast and uh, like doing it that way. I mean, I might even you know add that PayPal, that Cash App or something like that so I could get this mixer so we could add more guests and we could do more. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, I think I'm going to try this cleanse for this week. Try to get my mind right and do the right thing. And oh, and by the way, the the um, the teenage girl that was found, um, the teenage girl that was missing um, in Johnston, I live out here in Johnston, so it was obviously a very concerning thing. Um, she was found and she is safe. Thank God. I mean, I, I don't think you should mention where you live, but thank God that she's safe. Love to see it. Love to hear it. I saw it on the uh, feed, too. Um. Yeah, so I might add a cash app or a thing like that, and maybe, or maybe I might do a Patreon thing, like uh, Ron was saying. If y'all want to support the podcast in that financial way and donate towards this mixer, so we could, you know, record the podcast in the living room and have more guests and do call-ins. Because one thing, I, so the the mixer eventually that I get, we are going to add more segments to this, as far as like an Ask TBH or whatever the case may be. True, we gotta get the cloud up though, but uh. The mixer that I want to get has a, a built-in Bluetooth and a built-in, like, USB, or, like, you know, like how, ox, if you will. And if we could do that, 
we can do calls. And if we could do calls, we could pretty much get any fucking body on the podcast. We could do calls. That would be different. And I think that's something that could expand the podcast. And I think it would sound better, too. Because the only problem with that is, like, we would both need headphones. I don't, you have studio headphones? Like, something you could just put over here? Right? Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, we good. So, I'll, we could do that. That could be done. Y'all just gotta fuck with us, fuck with us, support us, all that bullshit. Love you guys. Love you guys. Till next time. We out. Bye.